助は自分の剣だけを信じて生きておる剣を取って戦う時は親も子も兄弟もない<笑>特に果たし状の早火客をやれ芝居いくらの机の長屋へなして勝負の期日は明十六日場所は芝増上寺大門右手の松林時は人通りを避けて夜明けの小野国Umbers, I am Bob Sham. I am Angela. Uh, and the sounds you hear are probably dogs slapping things against the ground. <laughs> we are deep into the asshole now. Deep, deep into the asshole. Our theme this month, the asshole on film. Assholes on film. And I think today, this is our biggest asshole yet. Hands down. And it's kind of weird to even call this character just an It seems minimizing this character because this character is a murderer. It'd and be, a rapist. And a rapist. And a thief, I think. It'd be like if I was like, boy, that Ted Bundy, he's a real <laughs> asshole. A real anus, that Ted Bundy. I mean, yes, and more and more. <laughs> like, you, you just hear someone tell you. things. I mean. You hear someone tell you all about Ted Bundy's crimes. You're like, wow, what an what asshole. What an asshole. <laughs> this guy is, would you say this guy's a 10? I feel like he's a 10. He has to be a 10. He's got to be, right? He's like 10 plus. But, I mean, there's a bit of a weird philosophy that's posited in the story that this is based upon. But we're talking about The Sword of Doom. All right, The Sword of Doom. 1966 movie directed by Kahachi Okamoto, uh, written by Shinobu Hashimoto. um, Based on a serialized uh, story series by Kaizan Nakazato. Which is like forty volumes. Like, there's a lot of content. He died before it was even could be even before. Oh, okay. I just read really quickly because I wanted to know what the source material was. And this stars Tetsuya Nakadai as Ryanusuke, the uh, the evil samurai. He is an evil samurai, but he is a hot. Evil he's hunky. Yeah, you, you, he's still alive. He's ninety. I checked up. So I mean, it's the same thing with Donald Sutherland. I want sixties him. <laughs> not- <laughs> I don't know. He's kind of like. Um, I, I'm looking at a picture of him now. He kind of looks like uh, like if. 
Your dad was Japanese. No. Don't, okay. I'll show you later. Uh, also starring Mishio Aratama, Toshiro Mifune, a big Japanese movie star within a lot of Kurosawa movies. Uh, Yuzo Kiyama and Yoko Naito with some fantastic cinematography by Hiroshi Murai. This movie was beautiful. The kanji in translation, like out west, we call this the Sword of Doom. Yes. But it's called... But the story is actually called The Great Bodhisattva Pass. Yes, which is what they call the first section of this movie. Yeah, where... Kind of chapters. Yeah, an old man and his granddaughter go to a Buddhist temple. He sends the granddaughter off, and this guy comes out of, you know, the mists. It's so weird because, yes, it's a little shrine. The granddaughter's gone to find water. The old man is literally praying to die because he feels that he's a burden on his granddaughter and that she could go live her life without him. And so when you first see this dude, he's got this, like, big thing on the hat on that, like, covers his face. He's it in looks, all black. He's a fucking samurai. He looks like can, a god of death. You can see it above me. I'll put up a, a broader picture, too, to show the scope of the whole shot. It's beautiful looking. It's, so much of this movie is is gorgeous. It's, this is a, a handsome ass movie. Well, and so then, a handsome ass evil lead and a handsome ass movie. Right? Absolutely. Well, and he just kills this guy and he fucks off back. He's like on his way home. Like he's not a god of doom. He's an, just like an asshole. And, and another man comes upon the granddaughter. Sees the grandfather. She's crying over his body, and another man comes and like takes her. Her under and his we wing. find out that he is actually a thief who is just robbed. <laughs> the young master's home. Right now, they just call him the young master, and the master's his father. His master's father is dying. And, yeah, we find out that that guy had just robbed them, but it was not much. And so he was like, I'll go kill him. And his dad's like, dude, it doesn't matter. It's just a little bit of money. Like, his dad was very, like, level and grounded. Now, apparently this story that uh, Nakazato wrote and overall is supposed to be about... Um, like it's an examination uh, through like a maybe a Buddhist philosophy regarding the nature of evil and mm. what makes a man evil, and and so there's some question apparently. And with forty, like this guy after finishing this movie and seeing what he goes through, this idea that he was supposed to live for forty more volumes of story is kind of wild, insane. And apparently he goes blind in the series or something. But from what I understand, I'll probably never read the series, is that it's supposed to be an examination of evil, whether it be something beyond his control or mm-hmm. is it under his control. Like, there is some illusion in this movie that what he what he possessive is what warps him. Yes, his father even says to him at the very beginning when he's talking about why he's so mad about this thief, he's like, that doesn't matter. Let's talk about your duel tomorrow. I'm worried about you because I need you to make a decision based on, like, what's for the greater good to, like, help this man you need to lose. But you are evil. Like, your sword is evil, and I'm afraid it's seeping into your soul is basically what he says to him. And apparently there are previous uh, adaptations of Bodhisattva Pass with a few more story chapters done by other actors. Mm. So this is actually something that has been remade about four or five times. And when it got to this point in 1966, Kihachi Okamoto, the director, had just had, he just put out some personal project that didn't do very well. And so Toho, the studio, shoved this in his face and was like, okay, you did your thing. Now you're going to make this samurai movie for us. Yeah. So this is definitely like a, uh, like a studio job. 
Which is crazy because the fact that it was a studio job that he was pushed upon, I would have also believed you if you'd said this was his passion project. Because this movie is so well done. It's gorgeous. The thing that shocked me the most when I was reading about it after is that it did terribly. And that they were basically like, this is a disaster. We're not making any more. Because this movie is so good. I mean, I know that it's not like your classic samurai film. I haven't seen that many of them, right? But typically, aren't they like good? And he's like real bad. So it's, yeah, he doesn't have a code of honor. He doesn't give a shit. Yeah. So he was like, okay, I got to make this movie because I'm under contract with this studio. And what's interesting, I can't speak for the popularity of all the adaptations of this story in Japan, mm-hmm. but as far as an international presence this and what is regarded as top samurai movies, when you look back and take it all in, Sword of Doom kind of became a sleeper hit, like a cult hit that kind of like rose above. And what was a complete, considered a complete flop, is now on a lot of people's lists of best samurai movies. I loved it. And I wouldn't say this is my kind of film. I loved this movie. Yeah. And I mean, there's been a lot of, I mean, Japan was doing samurai movies the same way we were doing westerns at some point. Absolutely. Just, yeah. And there, and it ain't, and it ain't no coincidence that you can adapt these stories into each other quite simply as we understand with, uh, yeah. Sergio Leone's, uh, Man with No Name trilogy. Definitely. Like you could, I find myself since I, after watching Fistful of Dollars, imagining like, cowboys in a samurai scenario yeah and uh i think even like like seven samurai is like like the wild bunch or something like that like it it has happened over and over again um so it's super interesting uh kurosawa definitely more like he kurosawa would translate from shakespeare into samurai movies and then uh western studios would take the Shakespeare adapted samurai movies and turned yeah. them into westerns. This movie, a few dollars more, like they all feel that way. Like they're these like epic stories with all these different weird lines. So Ryunusuke, he's um, going to be in this uh, samurai sword fighting competition, mm-hmm. and he's the and he's the most badass in town, and everyone knows it. Yeah. So the wife of the man. Um, she doesn't quite identify herself as the wife. She keeps no, calling she him her brother. No, she says he's her brother because she doesn't. He does, she doesn't want him to know that it's the wife. I think that would be more insulting. Yeah, yeah. for her husband, for his wife to come and beg. And she's like, "Can you please let my husband win? Throw the competition because he has more to lose. If he loses this competition, mm-hmm. it can really set him up and have him be get in a proper position within the town mm-hmm. if he wins this competition. Yeah, yeah. and." And Ryanusuke is just basically like, well, let me hit it. Let me get it. Yeah. And maybe I will. And so that night, she meets him in this really dirty, gross mill. Which his father owns. His father owns it. The man that works in the mill, they tell him to fuck off. And, it's, and I mean, she agrees to the arrangement, but she's not willing. She doesn't so. want to be there. She, He rapes her. Yeah. But the deed is done, and he says to her... I will let him win. And so the next day, um, before the competition, the husband approaches Hama with divorce papers. She, yeah. He's like, I know where you went. He had her followed. I know what you were doing last night. And now we're done here. And I'm going to kill this man. I'm going to straight up kill this man for what he's done. Mm-hmm. You see them and they're about to fight each other. And this is when you really see 
Rinosuke's style. At first, when you see him, he's putting a sword down, and you think he's going to throw the competition. You think he's going to honor his bet. But that's just how his stance is. He's just kind of like slack. He almost looks apathetic and completely unconcerned. This character, up, up until the very end, never this is what's scary about him he never looks plussed or angry about anything mm-hmm. and when it's not like a cold stare he's laughing at the thought of death and destruction that's like the only thing that and makes that's him smile. it's like maniacal scary and th- that's freaking crazy one thing i really loved about this scene is the the silence and the stillness and you know someone within the audience who's like another one of the students waiting to fight says this isn't a competition. This is a duel. And they do these shots of their feet. Like, the way they're moving around, it's very much like a dance. And I know, you know, a lot of, like, the martial arts disciplines, you know, there's it, very particular, like, ways that you move and stuff. But it was just so fascinating to me. It's just This is a handsome-ass it's movie. It's so beautiful. It's a nice-looking movie, Yeah. Too. The man charges Ryanusuke, and Ryanusuke just goes, whack! The guy goes flying off the platform. Uh, the the guy, the ref, declares it a draw, but Ryanusuke's like, before you said draw, he charged me. And it I hit him with so a legal fast. move. The man like, put his arm out to call the draw, and then it happened. And Ryanusuke essentially knocked him in the head, split his head open, and brained him. Murdered. But Ryanusuke doesn't wait around for the second round or anything. Yeah. He starts to walk off. And then Hama jumps out of the bushes and she's like, it's an ambush. They're going to kill you. Also, my husband is dead. Also, he divorced me this morning. Also, you have to take me with you now because I have nothing. She, she really, doesn't. She really has no. There's she nothing. Gave it, this is one of those situations that makes me insane, but I get it in movies. But it's one of those things where, like, she went to him and begged him to let her husband win so that he could be successful. Yeah. Instead, now her husband's dead and it's all fucking gone. If she did nothing. They would have just had a match and he probably would have gotten beat. It wouldn't have died. He wouldn't have died. He wouldn't have died. And she wouldn't be divorced. Exactly. So it was just a bad choice. It was so bad. But so he, it is an ambush, but he just kills all that guy's friends. Yeah, quite easily. And so they end up in another town where... Fast forward two years. And he and Ama have a baby. But also in this town... The, the man that, you know, took the girl under her wing whose grandfather was murdered by Rinosuke at the Buddhist temple. Yeah. Like, they're in this town, too. Yeah, so so he basically took her. So for the past two years, he sleeps with this woman who's like, it's something about flower arranging. And I know that's like an art in other I know that's an art. Um, so I think she's a flower arranger and she's teaching. Uh, Omatsu. Omatsu 
to, to do this also with the hope that she will one day like marry a lord, right? And she so she really wants her to marry this older lord guy who Umatsu is not into. No, so well, and he's we meet him, he's an asshole, he's a creep. Um, she's been training her for these two years. Meanwhile, the uncle comes and just like fucks her when he's in town, not the little girl, the the teacher. Um, there's also like a grandma there, but ultimately, he's taken on the uncle role for her, and he says. At one point, he actually straight up feels like he's her dad. Like, he never had children. He never thought he wanted to have children. But he loves this girl so much and wants the best for her. We're getting a lot of characters set up here. And, the, of course, the idea, this is like a long series. Mm-hmm. And the idea is that perhaps there will be more than one movie. So we're getting a lot of characters set up. And it's very funny to imagine how it's setting up so much mm-hmm. when you know how the movie ends and, and the fact that they did not make any more. I know. It's insane. After this. Or at least not under Kahachi Okamoto's you know, purview. Right. And so, yeah. And there's like this young samurai who's training at a school that's headed up by Toshiro Mifune, who when Ryanusuke sees Mifune... That's the actor's name, not the character's sure, name. Sure, sure. You'll notice we just say actors' names because yeah, we can never hard. remember who anyone's called. Yeah. Uh, but of course, that's the one guy that Ryanusuke, who a character name we do know, uh, is not sure if he can completely best in combat. Yeah, and it's interesting. So, so they've been in this town for two years, and he's been working for this like covert samurai group with no leader. It's this, like a samurais with no. Teacher they're they're like corrupt police mafia, essentially. Yeah, so he like makes shit money doing shit jobs for them. Like he's killing people. He's like basically wasting his talents, right? But he can't say who he is because people know what he did. And yeah, he's like Yoshihiro or something. Yeah, he goes. Stone. Yeah, Yoshihiro, and so he goes to that guy's school. Yeah, and he's like, I want to learn from you. It's like, and he gives him this new fake name. It's like he's trying to like get back in the world. Mm-hmm. In a way, but also like there is something about him that like needs to really fight and needs people to see how good he is. Yeah, he everyone no one doubts this guy's talents, but like there's just but everyone also sees that there's just something completely off with this guy. Yeah. Especially people who aren't in the criminal unit. So Mafune like sees it he he actually does best one of his students. But he tells him to, like, essentially get the fuck out. It's the main samurai kid that's in love with the girl. Yeah. Who we find out later is also the brother of the man that he murdered. All this web that comes about. It is about. this crazy yeah. web. So it's like... It's Hama's brother-in-law. It's Hama's brother-in-law. And he doesn't know on sight. Neither one of them know each other. That's so right. So they actually, like, have a fight. And don't know that that's who they're fighting. And what's wild is that that uh, that uh, that brother was sent to some to go find Ryanusuke by his own father, right? Yes. His own yes. father is like no, nah, he's Ryanusuke's father. The sword, the the soul is evil. The sword is evil. You have my to son kill is, him. You got to kill my son. He was sent to, by his own father to find him. And then, and and we find out the father died, and we find all this out because the man who worked in that mill is now working in this city, and Ryanusuke. Is that yeah. 
I feel so nervous saying their names. I don't want to say it wrong. The the uh, the the the, 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 the vowel in the latter half is silent in a Japanese in a Japanese yeah. in a lot of Japanese names. So. Um. So he sees this man. He's like, "What the fuck are you doing here? Where's my dad? What's up with my dad?" Because he had just decided he wanted to try to go back home. Yeah. Because he's like, "My dad was sick when we left. We should try to go back home." And the girls, Hama's like, "Hell yeah, let's go back home." So that's when he finds out, like, his dad's dead. But before his dad died, he told him. And then basically the mill guy's like, yeah, he's here. Like, the brother's here. He's at this school. Like, yeah, he's around. And so he's like, well, you need to go tell him that I'm coming for him. And so the man goes to his teacher. The brother goes to the teacher and says, what do I do? And the teacher's like, you need to learn this one particular move because it's the only move that you can probably take him out with. So you need to go into hiding and learn how to do this it's move. It's like a thrust. So they ha- it's like the a whole other thrust, year. It's like a- thrust or yeah, it's like a whole other year where the brother's like hiding out preparing to try to like beat this man he's dragon ball z training stabbing beams of light stabbing beams of light uh oh we also find out that the young girl omatsu during this time she goes to the lord's house he's a fucking perv and is so mean he's mean and terrible and even the other samurai men talk about how like he's bad with women like he doesn't like, women don't like him. Yeah. And um, she runs away from there. And we find all this out because the flower teacher is, like, telling the uncle this. Because he's like, where the fuck is she? And the, Yeah, and her flower teacher is kind of evil herself. Her flower teacher is evil. Um, and she basically, the flower teacher admits that she says she, run, she, says she ran away. But, but then. She, but she sold her. But she sold her to be a courtesan. In Kyoto. And so, about the same time, we find out that this young girl is a courtesan in Kyoto, and her uncle's like, "No, I have to go save her." He also like her shames the women. Well, her uncle, a courtesan, is essentially like something like a call girl, almost like a servant girl and uh, and a call girl. Yeah, you're. Um, and the idea is that it's like that you have money and you look good and you're taken care of, but yes, you are servicing. And when uncle the soldiers and the whoever, and when uncle encounters her, she's trying to like bright side. It like, uh, you know, I do pretty good, I'm well taken care of. Well, she basically is like, I'd rather be here than somewhere else, and she likes the person who's kind of taken her under her wing. But he, but then the uncle says, I expected you to do bigger things. If I knew you were going to be a courtesan, I wouldn't have saved you, I wouldn't have rescued you. But then he takes it back, yeah. But then he's like, But I do love you, and I want you to be happy, but I gotta get you out of here. So I'm she's also not in control of her scenario, she's not, and and I think she doesn't want him to feel bad. But basically, he decides that he's going to go get money so that he can buy her back uh, out of it. Meanwhile, Ryanusuke and his, you know, it's barely a relationship he has with Hama. They have a kid. And, uh, and she, and Hama's just going back and forth. She's, she regrets everything, obviously. She yeah. calls her, she's like, we're just outcasts. And, and he takes a little bit of an insult to that. Yeah, he's like, don't ever say that word to me. At one point, she decides she's going to kill the baby and herself. And he only stops her because she was going to use his sword. And he's like, don't fucking touch yeah, my yeah. shit. Don't, I don't <laughs> care what you do, but don't touch my shit. And like leaves. And then when he tells her that he's going to go to Kyoto with this like teacherless samurai group, um, she basically is like, what about us? What are you going to do with us? What are we going to do? And she's like, divorce me. And she's like, oh, wait, we're not married. So, like, we're leaving. Doesn't then, she try to kill him, too, at then some she point? Tried, then he goes to sleep, and she decides to try to kill him. She could have left, but she doesn't. And he's not keeping her there. He does not care what she does. Yeah. But she decides to kill him, and he's a, I mean, hello. He catches her. He wakes up. He catches her. And they end up running outside. She walk, It's a, Actually, 
This is another beautiful, a pretty great scene. Oh my god! Even though it's sad as shit, it's so horrible. So good. She walks into this like little pond, mm-hmm. and she's just like, "Just fucking kill me, kill me!" Yeah. And it's a very patient scene. And he just kind of slowly walks up, and then just takes a sword and just jabs her in the heart. And then the next thing we see is he's in Kyoto, and there's not another mention of that baby. No. As far as we know, he just left the baby. We don't know if anyone found the baby. We have no idea. But there, I mean, we'll get into that uh, uh, later. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, he's well entrenched in this gang, but he's also aware of that that school and the people who are looking for him, or he comes to be aware of it. Well, it's, it's weird. a little bit of it's a little convoluted. Yeah, it's weird because then somehow also the brother shows up in Kyoto. Yes, and he sees the girl, and they have like a sit down, and the uncle decides he likes him, even though he's a samurai. Oh, and when he takes off to Kyoto, he's bailing on a meet to have a, a duel. Oh, right, somewhere. they were supposed he to have a duel. Completely runs off on it. They were supposed to have a duel, and it just didn't happen. But they don't really talk about why. So when you see the, you see that the the young samurai who's been training shows up in Kyoto, you're thinking like, oh, we're we're getting into the moment where they're going to have their standoff. Because he's now hunting. He's hunting him. He's yeah. like, I want my satisfaction. We are going to have this duel. I'm going to to get you. But meanwhile, in this gang that he's in, everyone is trying to double cross the fuck out of each other. Yeah. And Omatsu, who doesn't even, I think she, well, we'll get into that. But Omatsu is like, she's kind of just being jerked around here. But all these guys are about to stab each other in the back. And they're trying to get each other to kill each other. Until mm-hmm. it ends up Ryanusuke and Omatsu end up in this back room. And Ryanusuke is like, if you... Run because she overhears some conversations. She was spying. So, so one of the things was that the young samurai said to her, "I need you to do something for me. If you're going to be at this party tonight, I need to know if this man shows up." And told her like the fake name, the Yoshi, Yoshi, whatever. And so, so she gets the message to him that that person is there. So he and the uncle are going to try to challenge him when they get out of this party. And this is the part that really upsets me the most that didn't fill out. So the uncle's even talking about, like, when this is all over, you're going to take her and marry her. You're a good guy. And he has a gun, too. For I have a gun, so if it goes If the bad, duel goes tits up, pow. he's just going to shoot him. Exactly. Like, they're ready. Like, there's going to be a fight. And then at the end, if he doesn't, if he's going to lose, the man's going to shoot him. Regardless, they're going to kill him. They're going to get the girl. They're going to leave. And then, yeah, they end up, she, but she's, because she loves this samurai guy and she's trying to help him, she, like, follows and is listening to the conversation. And they find her. And, and they find her. And Ryanusuke is told to kill her. And she, like, flops. And she's, like, and Ryanusuke is, like, you don't scream, you don't run, I won't kill you. Yeah. And then they, and then they have this conversation. And she starts to describe her life and where she's been. And he realizes. And and and, re- and it, I didn't even realize that Omatsu was that girl. I don't, for like for some, I didn't realize until about halfway through the movie. Like, oh yeah, everything is. Just, we paused it so I could tell you. Everything is just <laughs> folding back in on itself. And she and he realizes that she's the granddaughter of the man that he that killed. he killed at that Buddhist temple. Yeah. And 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 the connection that all of this and that's coming back to him, but also. It triggers in his mind. He starts hearing ghosts. Well, this weird thing happens. This like sort of supernatural thing happens where she sees the figure of a woman on the wall behind him. And he's like, what did you see? And she's like, 
a woman and then she sees it again and she tells him that that is a room the room that they're in belonged to a courtesan who killed herself years before and no one has used this room since so they just happen to end up in the room of a dead courtesan yeah and so then at that point all fucking hell breaks loose She's gone. We don't know where she is, and I, he is just losing his he's mind. He's just slashing, and and hearing I, the baby crying, I, hearing I, Hama, and then I don't even know if it's really anger because I alluded that maybe this is the point where he does get angry, mm. but I think he's just fucking it's afraid. Madness. He's afraid he's losing his mind. Yeah, and because he's hearing, he's hearing all kinds of voices. He's hearing his father. He's hearing Hama. The baby's crying in his head. Like he's I hearing think all he, this stuff. I and think he's all hearing these images. everything that died because of him. Yeah. So I think when you hear the baby cry, the baby's dead. That Fuck. alludes that maybe the baby is dead because the ghosts are haunting him now. So he slashes. So he slashes the place up. the The guy who was making an arrangement with Ryunosuke to kill another guy, he gets killed by the other gang members. So the other gang members are like, Ryunosuke is kind of more on his back. So we need to kill him. So, so, so then he starts feeding, fighting real people. Yeah, then real people start showing up, and it is a long, long battle scene where he's just shredding up. And it is kind of that thing where it's like, guys, just go all at once. Don't wait for the other guy. To yeah, kill. he does that, get injured. That always is the thing with samurai and, and kung fu movies. But they're like, in line. They're waiting it, in line. It, 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 I guess it's the honor system, even if you're a fucking killer crook. But yeah, he's just shredding people over and over, and bit by bit, he's getting cut up and cut up, and he's like staggering. But he's—I swear—he kills like fifty dudes. Oh yeah. And you're watching, and you're, and, and I'm counting the people as they're popping up, like. Oh, he's got like four left here. But then you see more people coming in and he's just it's killing like a, them. It's and like everyone them. in that town. And then you're thinking he's getting so cut up that's like, he's not even going to make it to this duel, is he? And then he sl- he does one big arc slash right at the camera. Freeze. The end. The end. And we were like, what the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? There is something a little more realistic about it. Absolutely. People were making plans and they just didn't come to fruition because he lost his mind. But it wasn't going to happen. Once he started hearing those ghosts and losing his shit, every other plan that it, and like you said, it's more realistic that way. Yeah. They didn't get what they wanted. It didn't play out the way they said. I mean, it's, it's definitely been said that this adaptation by Okamoto definitely has a life of its own. Like it's definitely, it's kind of like, you know, how, um, uh, Stanley Kubrick's The Shining kind of has its own life outside of the Stephen Absolutely. King story. I think Okamoto kind of made it his own in this sense. And leaving all that hanging, you got all these characters set up. But there is also something just kind of interesting about, like, you think it's all going to come around this way. But in my mind, watching this movie, this guy, he's a badass, kills so many people, but he does not survive this battle. Yeah. That's kind of how I imagine it and how I take it in. Yeah. If you want more 
more um, story driven, like story loyal interpretations than maybe the other adaptations might be more for you. But this is definitely feels like something that Okamoto just took and just made it his own. Yep. And yeah, it is a cliffhanger because there was some intent for a sequel. But there's something magical about the story of this movie and how it was such a flop and then became so well regarded after a long period of time. It just becomes something that is just that feels so unique when I, you put it up against other samurai movies of the era. I like what you just said, because if you think about it in that that's the moment he died, there is no point in continuing the movie. Yeah, it's 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 the it's the story about him and what happens to him. I mean, yes, we have scenes without him. It's not completely from like his point of view, but much like The Sopranos, when his story's over, it's over. Yeah, this is uh, this is a Soprano style ending, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, well, we're gonna rate this movie one through Dude. five. You're gonna give it one through five. Um, yeah, there. I mean, there. It, it, you can definitely say it's a convoluted story. You can definitely be. The setup definitely alludes to more, but there just isn't more. Not in the Okamado version. Sort yeah. of Doom is sort of Doom. And everyone, when you come in cold, gets confused by the ending. But I feel like as we watch it and we're like, what? It's it, it made us want to understand it more and more. Absolutely. And the more we understand it, the more we come become a little more fascinated by yeah, it. Yeah, the more I think about it, the more the more I like it the more I want to see it again. I mean, and it's also just kind of one of those movies that's so pretty mm. for such a movie about pure evil yeah. that, that it's just one that you can kind of put on and relax to practically. There is a huge fight scene that we didn't even talk about in the snow. Oh, yeah. That is just gorgeous. And, and the way that they handle the effects sometimes... Like, there's this point where these people get stabbed, but they throw a screen down on them and stab them through the screen a bunch. And then the screen comes off and the people are all bloody. Like, it's just the way they do some things are yeah. just so good. It's bloody, but not too much. Near yeah. the end, we see some hands flying off. I could always go for a little more hands flying off. Sure. In my samurai movies. You know, that's just kind of like a thing I'm into. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I, I imagine that, you know... A katana cutting off a hand and that hand flying off and landing down here. Oh, ew. Look, don't judge me. Don't judge me. You're going to give this... <laughs> I was warped. <laughs> look, look at her face. Look at her face. Look, they they can't all... They, all the jokes can't be winners. Oh, man. <laughs> anyway, I guess I can edit that out. You don't... But maybe to. I won't. Maybe you shouldn't. Maybe I shouldn't. It's real. Yeah, it's real. I'm really into that. <laughs> I'm sorry, I spiked. How many you give? How many points you give this? Um, four point seven five. Whoa, you're near a five. Yeah, like I said, I did not expect to care about this movie, and I fucking loved it. It's different for sure, and I think that's what makes it stand out. I'm gonna give it a four point two five. Okay. So that's combined. That's a nine, right? It's a nine. So that uh, puts it up high on the A tier. Look at that right near. It is a top six A tier selection. Hell yeah. So yeah, the Sword of Doom. Uh, the Samurai Heads already know about it. If you haven't seen it, um, 
I would. It, it's it's a beautiful film. Yeah, it's about, beautiful. About one of the most darkest lead characters <gasps> you'd probably ever see in a movie. Bruce wants to say hi. Oh, Bruce wants to say hi. Look at Bruce. There he is behind the mic. What you doing, <laughs> Bruce? All right, Bruce. Uh, check the show notes and links and other places to find us. What do you think? What's your favorite samurai movies? I'd love to get into more samurai movies. Maybe a samurai slash western theme somewhere down the road will be a lot of fun. Whenever I watch westerns and samurai movies, it just makes me want to watch more of them. Yeah. Yeah. Like and subscribe. Leave a comment. Let us know what you think about uh, Kahachi Okamoto's The Sword of Doom. Do you think it's as special as we do? And uh, yeah. And that will be it. Death to all traitors.